0: Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome aboard the Dan Parsons Show on this uh, beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Uh, It's 5.07, Tuesday, June 20. Uh, Beautiful summer day. Hey, tomorrow, longest day of the year. Get out and enjoy it. Uh, Of course, jazz in June tonight. uh, Hope to see a lot of you down there. That's always a fun summer tradition. we got two concerts left in the season uh, tonight and next Tuesday. Um, yeah, and if you, uh, if you missed our uh, show uh, last Friday on the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin uh, with our friends from Jazz and June, uh, you can always catch us on your favorite uh, podcast platform anytime you like or on com. But uh, coming up in just a moment, we'll be joined uh, from Washington, D.C. by our first district congressman, Mike Flood. Uh, check in with the congressman, see what's going on back in Washington and here in Nebraska. I know, boy, he's had a busy week. He he was here yesterday uh, doing uh, lots of tours and uh, talking about the farm bill. Uh, so anyway, we'll chat with the congressman here coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, but first, uh, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire.
2: I'd like to say...
1: Go with your gut, and we'll have a damn Good time. <laughs> inside baseball, kids. Uh, <laughs> inside joke. Yeah, speaking of baseball, boy, the uh, uh, the greatest show on dirt still going on up in Omaha. A couple of elimination games. I was so busy, I didn't even see the first game today, but uh, I'll have to balance uh, Jazz in June with uh, College World Series tonight. Man, it's a busy time of the year, folks, I'll tell you what. Uh, but coming up on tomorrow's show... Um, if you've been itching to bet legally uh, on uh, the College World Series or other college sports or the Super Bowl or or the Huskers, uh, your day is coming. Uh, but coming up on tomorrow's show, Lynn McNally. Uh, Lynn is the CEO of the Nebraska Horsemen's Association. And Mr. Lance Morgan, president and CEO of Ho-Chunk, which is the parent company of War Horse Gaming, and on Thursday, uh, those folks will open up the long-awaited uh, sports betting window uh, at Warhorse Casino right here in Lincoln. So that will be uh, there'll be a historic day. Uh, boy, it's been coming for a long time. We voters approved it a few years back, and uh, uh, they had to put the regulations in place. and And so, uh, you won't be able to. Uh, do online betting, uh, legally here in Nebraska yet, as I understand it, but uh, you can go to uh, Warhorse Casino, uh, just right here uh, in South Lincoln, and uh, place your bets uh, starting uh, Thursday, Thursday morning. Um, so that's what's coming up uh, on tomorrow's show, and uh, later uh, in today's show, after we talk with the congressman uh, here in a little bit, uh, joining us will be Tom Beccius, uh, chair of your Lincoln City Council, uh, for Tom's uh, monthly check-in with us. Uh, I know uh, even though it's summer, there's a lot going on with uh, the council and the city, and uh, so we'll get a, a check-in with uh, Tom uh, coming up in the second half of the show. And, uh, and just to remind you, uh, if you'd like to continue this conversation after the after we get done chatting with you live here on the show, you can always check out uh, the Dan Parsons Show on Twitter and Facebook. That's kind of how I like to uh, keep in contact with you all uh, when I'm not here on the air. And uh, Boy, we had uh, lots of comments on last night's show. If you missed it, again, you can always tune in to com for the podcast or your favorite uh, podcast platform. But yeah, last night's show, talking about Um, Civil forfeitures and uh, just a wonderful time with uh, a very educated time. I I know I learned a lot from uh, former Senator uh, uh, Laura Ebke from Crete and uh, current uh, Senator uh, Danielle Conrad. Uh, from right here in Lincoln, uh, but boy, they uh, they were pretty worked up about um, uh, this uh, civil forfeiture story that uh, Flatwater Free Press did and uh, found uh, discovered that there was a loophole uh, that both of those senators, well, one was a senator at the time and the other was not, um, uh, but they both worked on that issue uh, back in 2015 or 2016 and thought they had taken care of... Um, that law that allows uh, law enforcement to, uh, uh, to take uh, property uh, once you're uh, suspicious, suspected of a crime. Uh, but they can, anyway, it's a fascinating story if you haven't read it, flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, and we had a really nice uh, conversation last night. Well, uh, joining me on the phone from Washington, D.C., our First District Congressman, Mr. Mike Flood. Congressman, thanks for taking time to join us.
0: Great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, boy, I know you've been busy. Uh, uh, if you're, I assume you're back in Washington. I think that's what someone told me. But uh, you were back here yesterday and uh, doing tour, talking about the farm bill, and uh, you're a busy man.
0: Yes, we had a great event at the University of Nebraska Lincoln Innovation Campus and on the uh, uh, East Campus, and talked about making sure we get more research dollars for UNL to uh, look at precision agriculture and. Um, I was just very impressed, and I shared that with President Carter, that I couldn't believe how uh, well uh, we presented to the entire federal federal delegation. Everybody, I think, felt really confident about where UNL is going, and we got a good thing going there.
1: Yeah, boy, there's hope uh with you and your colleagues help to maybe getting uh some funding because gosh, uh I read recently that uh, we estimate China funds uh 14 billion in agriculture research just last year uh compared with 8 billion for uh the EU and only 4 billion in the US only. It's a lot of money, but still um yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get some of that uh, for our great uh, institution here in Lincoln.
0: Well, at the end of the day, like, uh, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln is one of the few campuses in America, one of the few land grants that really has their hands on what the future of agriculture is. Absolutely. And we're talking precision agriculture, regenerative agriculture, so... I think we're
1: going the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're visiting with uh, Congressman Mike Flood uh, from Washington, D.C., a regular check-in with the congressman. Well, Congressman, I know you've got a great uh, first-time-ever conference coming up later this summer, uh, and I wanted to chat a little bit about that with you. Uh, Your Flyover FinTech uh, conference is coming up later this summer.
0: Yes, on August 2nd. So uh, right now the United States, we are uh, in, in the Congress talking about what is the policy going to be on digital assets? Is it a commodity? Is it a security? Should it go to the CFTC or should it go to the SEC? And as we have that conversation, uh, we're going to decide for the rest of the world what the future of digital assets are. That's cryptocurrency, that's Bitcoin, that's Coinbase, all these major fintechs. And my hope is that uh, we'll get people from the Lincoln area to register for this conference We want to be the state, the one state in the United States, that is at the front of this, and uh, we're going to have the top leaders of the U.S. Congress in Lincoln on August 2nd at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln at the uh, Howard Hawks Business College. We're basically going to talk about uh, where are we going with digital assets, what are the opportunities, how do Americans make money doing this, how do we create wealth, and what is the American role in digital assets across the globe yeah if we do, if, if we do this right it's a game changer for nebraska it's a game changer for america
1: well yes and and uh you're bringing in some of your colleagues uh, uh as you said some of the experts uh, uh on the hill to uh, uh to talk about this and because yeah nebraska has a lot to gain and, and we're uniquely positioned uh, with some of the companies that we have
0: absolutely you A lot of wealth is going to be created in fintech, and so we're going to welcome Congressman French Hill of Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. He's the vice chair of the committee and the uh, chairman of the subcommittee on digital assets, financial technology, and inclusion. We're also going to have Congressman Warren Davidson from Ohio. He's the chairman of the subcommittee on housing and insurance. These two guys are going to be here. We're going to have uh, fintech startup CEOs from New York and Boston and Los Angeles, All in Nebraska, because we're hosting the only FinTech conference in America this year where members of Congress will be a present. And and our hope is that we'll inspire business students and uh, entrepreneurs to get into FinTech and make Lincoln... The number one fintech town in America.
1: I like that, Congressman. I like that attitude because, yeah, I mean, uh, look at some of the uh, opportunities that we have. I mean, and we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, uh, continue to grow this city. Uh, you know, we get uh, we get this uh, uh, conference center built uh, 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 here in a couple years, possibly, and just the tech startup community and 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 the tradition of insurance and banking uh, here in our uh, state.
0: That's right. If if people go to uh, flyoverfintech.com, they can register. Uh, Right now, we still have space available. You go to flyoverfintech.com. That's the name of the conference. It will be at the Howard Hawks uh, Business College on uh, August 2nd. The deadline to register is uh, July 19th. But it's important that they do it today because the minute you register, you're going to get all sorts of information about who's coming. What are the opportunities? And if you're at all interested in FinTech, if you're at all interested in creating a new opportunity, this is where you need to go to make it happen, and we will build opportunities in Lincoln.
1: That's great. Well, we'll remind our listeners, uh, Congressman, of uh, that deadline and, uh, and how they can register. But uh, I know you've got a busy afternoon yet on the Hill and expecting uh, uh, a vote coming up. So thank you for taking time uh, to join the Dan Parsons Show, and uh, uh, thanks for your good work, and we'll continue to uh, have this conversation.
0: All the best, Dan. Have a good week.
1: Okay, thank you. All right, uh, we'll be right back after this message on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on ninety nine three KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. Uh, my thanks to congressman mike flood for joining us uh, for a few minutes here at the top of the show uh, to talk about an exciting uh, conference that he's got coming up uh, uh, this summer uh, later this summer the uh, financial the flyover fintech conference uh, later this summer uh, here in lincoln as he said the only uh, fintech uh, conference that will be held by members of congress uh, uh, this year he's bringing uh with him some of the leaders in congress uh on that very important uh, issue and and just uh, i didn't get a chance to to clarify this cuz uh the congressman obviously uh Knows all about uh, this topic, and uh, for those of us who maybe aren't as familiar with the term, uh, financial technology is fintech. So that's uh, uh, that's where that term comes from. But everything from uh, mobile mobile payment apps uh, to complex uh, blockchain networks for uh, encrypted transactions. So obviously, all of us, as we know, uh, in recent years, uh, you know, with our credit cards and uh, online purchases and uh, you know everything is done electronically uh, from how we get paid to how we pay our bills and and uh, so anyway becoming more and more important to our uh, to our culture and to our economy and so if you miss that you can always uh, rewind on the podcast and and listen to the congressman's comments but uh the flyover fintech conference uh will be held uh at on the university campus uh, this summer and uh, if you if the deadline to register is July 19th, uh, and you can do that by going to flyoverfintech.com, and uh, uh, and as the congressman said, as soon as you register, uh, you can then uh, get information of who the speakers are and some of the topics. And uh, yeah, it'll be a very important issue uh, for the state of Nebraska, and a very great opportunity uh, to learn more about that. And um, the investment opportunities, and uh, just what what's going on in the fintech uh, technology uh, industry. August 2nd, if I didn't mention that, August 2nd uh, on the UNL campus, and uh, so that's uh, coming up. Well, coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour in the next half, uh, our monthly check-in with the chair of the uh, Lincoln City Council, Mr. Tom Beccius. Uh, Tom's going to... Uh, check in and tell us what's going on with the city and uh, city government and uh, so that'll be great to hear from Tom coming up here at the bottom of the hour and don't min- don't miss uh, tomorrow's show uh, if you've ever thought about uh, online speaking of online and uh, FinTech you uh, I should have asked uh, the congressman this question of how online gaming, online gambling, uh, well, both gaming, the whole video uh, gaming industry, but more specifically, uh, online gambling. Now, we don't yet have online legal gambling in Nebraska, but starting Thursday morning, uh, you will be able to go to Warhorse uh, Casino uh, just here in South Lincoln and place a bet on college sports, sports, uh, uh, professional sports, uh, uh, pretty much anything you like. So uh, on tomorrow's show, Lynn McNally, uh, Lynn is uh, uh, the CEO of the Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and they've partnered uh, with uh, Warhorse Gaming and uh, Ho Chunk Inc. Uh, to uh, uh, to form a a cooperative effort uh, for the Warhorse. Uh, uh, casino in South Lincoln. Uh, so Len will be here, uh, uh joining us, uh, and Lance Morgan, president and CEO of Ho Chunk Inc., uh, the parent company of War Horse uh, Gaming. Uh, and we're going to talk about the long awaited debut of sports betting, uh, which, as I mentioned, starts, uh, uh, Thursday at uh, the warhorse casino here in lincoln so that will be don't miss that that'll be an interest i'll tell you what if you've not missed if you've not met uh lance morgan and lynn um uh, lance is uh, a very entertaining gentleman let's just put it that way uh i've had lance and lynn on my podcast uh, in years past and uh uh uh, it's a lot of fun. Let me let's just put it that way so I don't miss that uh on tomorrow's show. Well, um before we uh, uh take a break at the bottom of the hour, I just wanted to kind of go through uh some of the headlines uh, making uh, news here in the in the country and the world today in addition to what's going on here in Nebraska. Um I, I broke early this morning. Uh, actually, I heard uh, Jack mention it on the LNK today. And by the way, uh LNK tomorrow, it is what Chaps are Hide Wednesday, um, and so get in early uh, because they'll be chatting about that at se- uh, seven ten. So LNK today with Jack and friends, don't miss that, and and um, and and the mayor is joining them uh, as well tomorrow morning. So you'll be able to uh, to check in with the mayor and uh, uh, also. Uh, get off uh, your chest, but not with the mayor. I don't know that they're doing that, but um, I think the mayor heard enough of what people thought was uh, wrong with the city uh, d- during this uh, most recent election. So, uh, but anyway, what Chaps? Your high Wednesday on LNK today. Um, Anyway, I digress. I heard Jack mention this headline uh, when it happened this morning and that is Hunter Biden pled guilty uh, to a deal that uh, likely averts time behind bars in a tax and gun case and uh, and of course, once again, give us all the opportunity to get in our tribes. Are you the red tribe or the blue tribe and and uh, make comments about this and I I caught some of it on Twitter today but um uh, but yes, uh, President Joe Biden's son Hunter uh, will plead guilty to federal tax offense uh, offenses, uh, but would have will avoid uh, full prosecution on a separate gun charge in a deal with the Justice Department uh, that likely spares him any time behind bars. Um, Hunter Biden, who is 53, will plead guilty to the misdemeanor tax offenses as part of an agreement uh, made public uh, earlier today. The agreement will also avert prosecution on a felony charge of illegally possessing a a firearm um, as a drug user. So he had had in his um, stipulations with uh, the courts that he, as a drug user, he could not uh, own a firearm, so he did possess that. So as long as he adheres to the conditions agreed to in court, uh, he can avoid... um, Uh, any jail time. Uh, The deal uh, ends a long-running Justice Department investigation into President Biden's second son, uh, who has acknowledged his uh, struggles with addiction uh, following the 2015 death of his brother, Beau. Uh, It also averts trial that would have generated days or weeks of obviously distracting headlines for the White House. And so anyway, so uh, the red and blue teams, you know, piled on of this today. And, and, of course, the red team said, you know, oh, my goodness, getting a sweetheart deal. And, and uh, you know, what about and the whatabouts, right? And uh, uh, the comments uh, from the other team, uh, from the blue team that I heard most often in, in responding to that was, well, uh, the judge that sentenced him to this, uh, um, uh, these misdemeanors, appointed by President Donald Trump. So, um, anyway, uh, kind of takes the, some of the bluster out of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he uh, struck a deal, and uh, he's going to pay for uh, his mistakes, and as he should. So, uh, anyway, I'm sure we're not done. <laughs> we're not done here in that. Uh, uh, anytime soon. So anyway, well, listen, uh, coming up uh, after the break, we're going to welcome uh, Tom Beckius, the chair of the Lincoln City Council, and so we'll catch up with uh, with Tom, see what's going on uh, in our fine city government. So, well, um, uh, let's uh, take a break for some news, and we'll be back after this on
0: 1499.3 KLIN. Educating. Informing. Entertaining the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Yep, that's what we aim
1: to do: educate, inform, entertain. Uh, uh, you can decide which of those we're doing uh, today. Uh, I like to think we, hopefully, we hit on all three. Uh, if if you can put up with my uh, deadpan sense of humor uh, now and then, um, but uh, certainly educating and informing. And and the difference I think is you know educate is maybe something uh that you haven't heard of before uh educating you on some news or things that haven't happened or that have happened that maybe you aren't aware of and informing is you know maybe the day's headlines uh that you maybe haven't thought of in a way that i like to talk about it because you know there's not a lot of shouting around here uh not a lot of grand grandstanding uh, i like to build up instead of tear down and uh, truth over tribalism and uh, maybe even principles over partisans- partisanship from now at, now and again is it's hopefully what we're doing. But uh, uh, coming up uh, tomorrow uh, on the show, uh, Lynn McNally, CEO, of Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and Lance Morgan, uh, president and CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc., the parent company of Warhorse Horse Gaming. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the long-awaited debut of sports betting. Uh, Starts Thursday morning at Warhorse Casino uh, here in Lincoln. So, uh, speaking of maybe some things and informing our listeners of things that maybe you hadn't uh, thought of for a while, uh, once a month we get to check in with uh, the chair of the Lincoln City Council, Mr. Tom Beckius, and Tom's on the phone with us. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining us, my
2: friend. Hey, Dan, good to hear from you. Good to uh, be on the show again. Thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: Absolutely. It. And uh, I know you're traveling today, so my apologies for uh, kind of the fire drill. And we didn't really know what the congressman's schedule was going to be because he was coming back from uh, a day back here and he had a vote coming up here this afternoon. So anyway, it all worked out. Here we are.
2: Well, you know, those things happen. And uh, at the end of the day, uh You know, we are all uh, trying to be as flexible as we can in in the the real world.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope you're getting away and enjoying the – I didn't even ask you if it's business or pleasure that you're traveling for. But whatever it is, I hope it's uh, something that you're enjoying and relaxing because you certainly deserve that. So. Um, Well, uh, since we were talking about uh, the gambling and uh, Ho-Chunk and uh, uh, the monies that are coming into uh, tax coffers, uh, any thoughts on that, uh, Tom?
2: Well, yeah, you know, the city of Lincoln um, has been watching very carefully um, since War Horse has come online and started offering casino gambling here in the city of Lincoln. Um, Their revenue stream, because, you know, um, the uh, the casino is going to provide the city of Lincoln a new revenue source mm-hmm. um, uh, that we haven't seen before, and so. Uh, but w- there were a lot of uh, things we didn't necessarily know about this sure. new revenue. Store. Yeah, you know, for example, not only how much would that new revenue, re- new revenue s- revenue source bring to the city of Lincoln, but also how would it impact uh, Kino um, as well? You know, yes. Kino also. By the revenue source to the city as well provides a lot of funding to our parks and recreation department. or some of our human services partners with both the city of Lincoln and Lancaster County? Um, you know, Kino also provides funding for the libraries in the past as well. So, um, you know, we we didn't know what sort of impact Warhorse would have on 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 Kino. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, right now, what it looks like is that Kino has held pretty steady, okay. um, but we're still trying to figure out what the revenue stream for the casino looks like. You know, they have had a great start mm-hmm. um, and they, they did really well through March, but we've seen a dip in their revenue over the last couple of months now as Lynn and, and Lance start to do sports uh, betting tomorrow um i expect those numbers to go back up yes um but we're, we're we're still very much on the learning curve as to what this all means um especially as it what it means for taxpayers to the city of Lincoln to try to figure out what does this new revenue stream look like how reliable it is you know wh- are there going to be ebbs and flows or is it going to be seasonal mm-hmm. you know are we going you know are we going to start start to see you know, cycles, now that we're doing sports betting, cycles based upon, sure. you know, pro sports and what have you. So, you know, we're still on a learning curve ourselves. Uh, and, you know, it's really kind of a fascinating time to just, if, if you're kind of a, a finance nerd looking at this stuff and trying to figure out how it plays into the bigger picture of the city.
1: Well, I appreciate that. We're visiting with Tom Beckett, chair of your Lincoln City Council. And I appreciate that, Tom. And we didn't necessarily plan on talking about this issue. So thank you for for weighing in, because I am curious of how the city uh, is impacted. And uh, obviously you guys have a... front row seat to that. And, and yeah, balancing those Keno funds, because that's been a long time source of income for, like you said, the parks and, and other great uh, uh, things here in the city. And But the city is also getting that revenue, uh, that tax revenue from the casino, right?
2: Yep, that's correct, as is the, the county as well. And we just need to try to figure out, you know, the reliability of that income, um, because, you know, we want to make sure that we are not relying on that income for, for things like, like jobs um, and things like that, um, that we need really reliable sources of, of income to, in order to secure and provide.
1: Well, like I remember the campaign. In fact, I I mentioned that Lance and Lynn came on my podcast uh, and kind of kicked off that campaign a few years ago when it was on the ballot. And, and uh, you know, that had been, The suggestion for years and years and years in this state that, you know, we're missing out on uh, casino dollars that are going across the river into Iowa or into Kansas or, you know, Missouri, wherever, you know, everybody, it seemed like everybody around us, South Dakota, uh, had uh, uh, some form of expanded gambling and Nebraska didn't. And so now, you know, now we get to figure that out and passed overwhelmingly uh, by the voters and and just now being able to have. uh, this online or not, excuse me, not online, but sports betting. And uh, so, yeah, well, we appreciate that, Tom, and appreciate you uh, being aware of that. Well, uh, before we take a quick break here, I did want to get an update to uh, ask you about uh, uh, a couple updates uh, for our listeners, uh, uh, maybe on road construction, how we do. I mean, it is road construction season and uh, we can't avoid it. And, uh, you know, we hopefully can have a little more patience yeah. when we're traveling around the city.
2: Patience is the key word right now. You are absolutely right, Dan. You know, we are, it's construction season, as you said. We are hustling and hustling and hustling to repair and build new roads all across the city of Lincoln. Uh, You know, the secret's out. We actually have run out of barricades in the city of Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we are at capacity for what we can build right now. Um, which is a great thing. I mean, to live in a community where we can invest uh, in that sort of infrastructure yes. is amazing. But I know, and everyone in the city knows, it creates big, big headaches for us trying to get around town. And, um, you know, I, I've been asking for uh, people for their patience uh, during these, this last month or so and looking forward to the next couple of months. You know, the main road I travel, 27th Street, is closed right now mm-hmm. about a mile away from my home. And it's a big <laughs> headache. I get it. And I know a lot of people are frustrated out there. But at the end of the day, when we have a shiny, smooth road to drive on, if we can oh. just hold on to that thought, I, I you know, that's what we're aiming for.
1: Well, and I I know this issue fairly well. I uh, you may recall I worked on the uh, quarter cent sales tax a few years yep. bond issue. And yep. um, I tell people we uh, we lost on Election Day, but won the early vote, thankfully. <laughs> and so uh, and, and I always tell people what's the you know, the other bond issue I worked on with schools. And I, I ask some of my uh Political, non-political friends. Which of those do you think were the mo- most difficult, more difficult campaign? And, and people kind of him. It's like it wasn't even close. People love kids more than they love road construction. But uh, <laughs> uh, but that was a very important uh, revenue tool for the city. Uh, and not to put you on the spot, but I I, I, I think I recall that that quarter cent sales tax uh, expires at some point uh, coming up
2: twenty twenty five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have a couple more years left of it. Um, but you're right, Dan, it has been the quarter cent sales tax has been an excellent, an excellent driver of new uh, road uh, construction, mm-hmm. but also road rehabilitation at yeah. uh, yeah. the, the core of the city. It has been an extremely effective tool. And I think the tool that a lot of taxpayers have said to me, hey, this was really worth it. You know, that that extra quarter cent, I don't necessarily mind it because I have roads that I can rely on. And are in good quality condition. Well, um, so I-
1: yeah, and and again, we get into the equitable uh, tax debate. Uh, but you know, the other funding stream for years and years and years was uh, um, the um, oh gosh, no, i <laughs> Skip my mind. The uh, uh, the motor. Uh, the vehicle tax, wheel t- wheel tax. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That round thing yeah. that uh, drives my car. Uh, the wheel tax uh, has been fairly controversial through the years. And again, uh, but we but the city. If we're going to continue to grow this city, we have to have the dollars for that infrastructure. Uh, and roads, obviously, is is a major driver of of that success and uh, uh, growing our city.
2: Absolutely, it is.
1: Yeah. Well, Tom, if you can, hold on through this short break, and then we'll finish up uh, before the bottom of the hour, uh, here on and ninety KLIN.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on ninety nine three KLIN.
1: And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show, uh, where we... Talk to our like elect- elected elite, elected leaders here on the Dan Parsons show, uh, uh, both federal, state, and and local. Uh, a pleasure to welcome uh, Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council, uh, onto the show. And uh, Tom, we were talking about construction updates and and road closures and uh, the patience of uh, of the driving public and getting around this summer. There is a website or there is a, a tool uh, that uh, listeners can uh, look up about
2: construction, right? There is, and you know, this is a a website that I don't think a whole lot of folks out there know about, so I always want to talk about it when I get the chance, Dan, and thanks for allowing me to do so. If if you go to the City of Lincoln's website, which is lincoln.ne.gov, if you just type in in the search word uh, project, what's going to come up is going to be all of the projects that Lincoln Transportation Utilities is working on on a map. So you can go write the project on the map that you want to learn about. There's going to be a little dot. You just click on that dot, and it's going to tell you everything you want to know about that project, about when it's uh, estimate when it's start date was, when it's completion date should be, um, you know, how much it's costing, uh, where those dollars are coming from, all of that good stuff. But most importantly, when that completion should be, because I know that's really on top of people's minds. But it's a great tool. I always want to talk about it because it's, it's so easy to use. It is. And it really... It makes your life a lot simpler if you just want to look up and say, gosh darn it, I hate that construction. When is it going to be
1: over? <laughs> yeah, especially like you said, if it's a if it's a uh, a street that you travel on uh, regularly and it impacts your daily life, it is nice to know. And uh, and and if people, if some of our listeners are rolling their eyes and hearing us talk about a website, a government website that is uh, flashy and easy to use, thinking, "Yeah, right." Let me tell you, I'm in marketing. I know my business when it comes to uh, marketing tools and and uh, good websites, uh, whenever it was that uh, uh, the, the administration changed that website over, it is really good and it is easy. Um, so uh, compliments to, the, uh, to Mayor Lyrian and her staff on, on changing that. And it's, yeah, it's a great tool. It's easy to use.
2: Yeah, we're, we're trying and every department's trying to make all of their websites much more user friendly. You know, um, we really want to have a, a customer service. Focused point of view with the city. And of course, our residents are our customers. So we want, we want that information right at your fingertips and easy to access. Um, so that people can figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, appreciate that. Visiting with Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council. And uh, and Tom, I know that there's been quite a bit of concern. Obviously, here we are uh, continuing to be in a drought uh, situation. And uh, the mayor announced, uh, was it last week or the week before, I forget now, the uh, voluntary water restrictions. Uh, Any update on how we're doing with that?
2: Yeah, you know, actually, we're doing pretty darn good with that. Uh, as you stated a couple of weeks ago, the mayor asked for folks to put in voluntary restrictions, mostly with their, their uh, lawn watering. During the summertime, that's where a lot of our water use comes from, is watering our yards and making sure our lawns look green and look good. And uh, But, you know, since we, we the city came out with that call for, for please to reduce your water usage, We've been well under our goal of 60 million gallons per day um, every day since that, save two days or about, um, but we've been well under that goal. So the water usage, folks have really stepped up and said, yep, I can do my part and try to get those water usage down. So we're doing good there. The downside of that is that our river flow from the Platte has also dropped these last week, this last
1: week. Okay, sure.
2: So it's so it's not only our water use, but it's also the, the the level of the Platte River as well, from where we get our water. And so that's been down. But once again, we water uh, the water folks at Lincoln Water. They watch this stuff every day. But you know, kudos to the residents of the city um, trying to do their best to to do their part to conserve water. It's working. That's the really good news to report
1: yeah that is good news well i i walk uh by the uh salt creek every uh morning and boy it's yeah it's it's getting drier and drier And well so.
2: yeah you're, you're you're not joking about a drought i mean the the lowest lowest level of the plat that the city of lincoln has seen i think since the mid-50s
1: wow wow Well, and we talked about this with the mayor last week, too, about water 2.0 and how important that uh, funding was uh, from the from the feds and from the state to uh, to think big and think about, you know, where are we getting our water uh, 25, 30 years from now? So
2: absolutely. And that conversation could not be more relevant now.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Tom, um, I know because you are in the real estate business and uh, you've been keeping an eye on a, a new professional services agreement that the city uh, has rolled uh, out, is, if I'm thinking that correctly, or using the right well,
2: we're talk- word. We're, we're talking about it. So, yeah. so, you know, so we recently put up for sale, the city and the county put up for sale, the old aging partners um, building over about 10th and O Street yeah. because AG Partners moved out to the new Victory campus out there um, on South 70th Street. And so we put that building up for sale. And traditionally, we've just used city folks to to sell our surplus property. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, this is a downtown office building that we had put up for sale. It, it's uh, the office space. Um, but, you know, as we all know, a lot of folks aren't returning to offices like they used yep. to, and office space is just getting harder and harder to sell. And so I think that it's probably time for the city um, to explore utilizing um, a professional brokerage mm-hmm. service to start selling property. Yeah, I think um, that's which is smart. Something that we, yeah, something we have not explored necessarily or taken a deep dive into before, um, but I think it's time to to do those things. Just because, you know, the world is changing so quickly, and if we can utilize some professionals um, that are that are better served um, to transact these types of business uh, business transactions for the city, I think ultimately we uh, better serve the taxpayer by getting more dollars in. Hopefully, so that's getting a professional services agreement for real estate. Transactions are, are is something that's in, in its infancy infancy right now, but something that we're starting to talk about more and more in the city.
1: I, th- I just think it makes sense, and I guess I'm a little surprised that we haven't had that tool uh, to use. Of course, maybe there hasn't been a lot of need for it uh, in in past years.
2: Well, you know, it, I, I think that sometimes the ideology is, you know, if we can do it ourselves, we can save some dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah I get that. I
2: appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but sometimes. Uh, maybe certain aspects of government are better served by the private sector. If we can, if we can have those folks do that on our behalf and maybe make a little bit more money on behalf of the taxpayer.
1: Well, it reminds me, it's not apples to apples, but in my business in public relations, you know, when people say, you know what, I, I got this, uh, you know, our CEO got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and, you know, we, we can handle this. We, we, you know, we got a lawyer, we've got a uh, an HR person and uh, we don't, we don't think we need any PR help. So anyway, yeah. Hire the professionals. Yep who do this for a living
2: (laughs) sometimes the little outside help is not going to hurt yeah absolutely
1: yeah well tom again i appreciate you taking time uh, from your travels to uh, check in here for our monthly check-in and uh, appreciate the good work that you're doing on on the council and um, so we'll do this again next month my friend if you're available
2: Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Dan. Okay,
1: take care. Tom. Take care. Uh, Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council, with a little checkup on what's going on in our fair city. Uh, don't forget, coming up on the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, uh, Lynn McNally, CEO of Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and Lance Morgan, president and CEO of Ho-Chunk, uh, which is the parent company of Warhorse Gaming. And they have a big uh, event coming up Thursday morning uh, at Warhorse Horse uh, Casino in, in South Lincoln. Uh, they're going to kick off the long awaited um, uh, online, not on. I keep saying online, you can't do it online, uh, sports betting. And uh, so we're going to visit with them tomorrow. I guarantee you it'll, it'll be an entertaining show and hopefully uh, educational as well. So, well, uh, if you're out and about for Jazz in June tonight, I might see you, uh, or I might see you at a, a local pub watching a College World uh series game as well tonight. Uh so anyway, lots of things going on uh here in our city. I hope you get out uh, and enjoy it. And uh thanks again uh, to Congressman Mike Flood from checking in from Washington and um and for Tom Beccius, uh Lincoln City Council Chair. So uh that's the show for today. Please uh if you miss anything uh, rewind us on KLIN.com podcast or on your favorite podcast platform. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Now go do good things on ninety nine three KLIN.